0: I'm putting all of my investments into this podcast. And it's scary, but I'm willing to do it if I know that it's gonna work out. I shit you not, he literally says this to me and my mom. He goes, What do they know? They're just a doctor. Because if you're just inviting your friends to be picked over like produce at a grocery store and they have no idea, (laughs) I'd be pretty mad at you if I were one of your single friends. Don't be like, oh yeah, also I was checking out them titties and (laughs) They're looking more tittier than usual. Those
1: titties look like mommy milkers.
0: (laughs) Hello. Hello. Uh, This is that one couple podcast coming at you for the second time in two weeks.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, we had so much we wanted to talk about last week.
0: I have some bad news. First of all, to start off, um, we have not been able to figure out the audio. It is so involved. It's so. It's like you have to go and get a fucking degree in in like this stu. Like, it should be so easy to set it up, but I don't know. I feel bamboozled. I feel defeated. I feel so upset. Like I just want. I just want that. Like I feel like things just keep going wrong. But we will persevere.
1: Do you feel hoodwinked? I feel hoodwinked. I said bamboozled. Oh, sorry. That was, that's, a, that's a sports thing. The sportscaster went off one time and said, I feel hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. So I always think of that anytime anyone says bamboozled. It's a great word. It's yeah. a very underrated, word.
0: It <laughs> it's a good word, especially when you're angry. Mm-hmm. And you do. I feel bamboozled, man. I'm really upset. I was really hoping that things would be a lot easier than they have been, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Um, It's all right. Yeah, it's just annoying because I spent over four hours trying to figure this out over this last week, and I feel like I wasted all of my time. And I know I didn't. I know that I should take that as a learning opportunity. But I'm just angry. Like, it shouldn't be this hard.
1: I get that. But it's the whole, you know, figure out a thousand ways not to solve a light bulb thing. I think this is how, like, all great stories start. True. Like, we couldn't even, because I think we're going to look back on this now. We're going to be so good at this podcasting stuff. And we are going to look back and be like, I didn't even know how microphones worked.
0: I freaking, I hope so, because I hate being stupid. I hate being, like, not stupid, but I hate not knowing how things work. And I, I, like, I feel like I've been skating by just just using this tiny little microphone that we've been using. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, good enough. But if we really want to step up our game and if we really want to get a, an audience and all that, we, we have to figure out. First of all, I need to figure out how the hell do you record, like, video record while mm. also recording the audio at the same time. Like, I, I swear to God, it's like, do I have to go back to f- and get my fucking degree in fucking audio setup?
1: I mean, I don't think anybody who has a podcast has a degree, but...
0: No, th- there are people.
1: That's true. I mean, like, there are people probably who have their degrees and were like, you know what would be a great way to use this degree? Podcasting. Which I understand. Uh, I mean, I'd be totally down for just starting off like a silent movie where we just record and then put <laughs> a little placards that say what we were talking about.
0: It would be really cool to, to become an expert in this kind of thing mm-hmm. because like I know going forward when this becomes a, like a real career for us and we're going to have people on, I'm going to want to be able to set these, these things up on my own mm-hmm. without having help from outside sources. Although, I am wondering if I should try to... I don't... I know, like, my stepdad is probably... Like, he's a very techy person. He went to school for IT. hmm So, he might be a good resource, but I also don't want to reach out to him because he's kind of a narcissist.
1: You don't want to do that, baby. Yeah. You don't... It's not going to be worth the headache for... No. Oh,
0: my gosh. Like, whenever I would ask him for help, uh, like, in... I was so bad at math in high school. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it started in third grade. Because instead of actually teaching me how to um, do division, my school decided to teach us, like, they literally did a cop-out. They gave us this um, bookmark with all the times tables on it, Mm -hmm. from 1 to 12. And so it'd be like 1 times 1 to 1 times 12, and then 2 times 1 to 2 times 12, all the way up to 12. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... My, uh, my teacher, instead of like actually teaching us how to divide and figuring and like, you know, teaching us the proper way, mm-hmm. she was like, I don't feel like teaching you. She literally says this. She's like, we're running out of time this semester, so I don't have time to teach you how to properly divide so, all I'm going to say is, if you look at your multiplication bookmark I gave you, you can read it backwards and that's your answer.
1: Just going over. And verse. as
0: a third grade, nine-year-old student, I'm like, already not great at math. So, I was just, I was just so like, okay, I guess. Like, and, but you're not, that's not how you teach division. Mm-hmm. If I was properly taught how to do division, I really do think that I would have been set up way better yeah. for, for math. In the future, because when by the time I got to sixth grade, I was like, every single night I would have math homework and I would cry every single night, because I never learned, and because I never learned how to do multiplication or sorry division properly, I wasn't taught how to do um, fractions mm-hmm. properly. Like so, dividing
1: and multiplying fractions.
0: Yeah, I just I just I was my school was so bad. Mm. It was so bad, and I was set up to fail.
1: Well, division isn't like multiplication. Division isn't one of those things where it's like, just check your times tables. Yeah. Because division can have a lot of, you know, variations to yeah. it.
0: What, um, when I was in college, and I still wanted to become a teacher, I took a, um, eight eight-week course during the summer. And it was, I forget what it was called, but it was basically a math every teacher had to take this no matter what you were what your subject matter was mm. um i wanted my subject matter to be american history but every single person who was getting this degree had to take a math course and i was like why the fuck should i take like this is so stupid i'm paying thousands of dollars mm-hmm. a year for this fucking college and they're making me take a math course when i'm not going to be teaching math yeah and anyways It was one of the best courses i've ever taken i'm actually really happy i took it because what the teacher did or the professor did is he broke down math to the nth degree so he literally like backtracked all the way to the very beginning of math and like the very beginning of like what a number is and Like, and it was, and he also made it very visual. I'm such a visual person, Mm -hmm. which is why science and math has always been hard for me. Yeah. If I can't visualize it, it doesn't make sense to me. And so he made it visual for me and it was like a mind blow. And I was like, why couldn't my teachers have taught me this way?
1: Yeah. The proper way.
0: Yeah. And so by the end of that class, I understood math for the first time. And it was a wonderful feeling. But this, <laughs> I feel so angry by well, because I'm like, it shouldn't be this freaking hard. And you also, like, it really shouldn't, it, it, it shouldn't be, like, so expensive either. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, most of the, the products I'm finding are, like, upwards of $200, $300 if you want the good stuff. And I'm like, it shouldn't, it sh- it, I just feel like it's gatekeeping. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I think it's a high demand sort of thing. Like, there's a lot of people out there who want them for either podcasting, for recording, or for school, whatever. So I think there's such a high demand. And, you know, there's a lot of people like us who are like, I don't know what this costs. $200? I guess that's right?
0: It's just, it's hard. You know, and I don't have a job right now. I'm putting all of my investments into this podcast. And it's scary. But I'm willing to do it if I know that it's gonna work out. Um, but, anyways, let's move on.
1: Well, I was just gonna say a solution is that we need to find that professor that taught you math and, like, bring him over here and be like, you're gonna teach us this, even if he has no idea.
0: He's gonna be like, math? This is this is not math. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You taught me the basics of math, and now you need to teach me the basics <laughs> of audio setup.
1: <laughs> He's gonna be so confused. He's gonna
0: be like, uh, no. He's like, no, no, no. What I can, what we can do is we can find someone. Um, like I, I, follow a uh, a group on Facebook mm-hmm. that is like people that live in our area, and I can ask. I can ask like, hey, I have a, I have a podcast. I'm trying to upgrade to better audio equipment. Is Mm -hmm. there anyone I can hire to, like, help us set it up? Because we have no idea. Like, first of all, educate us and Mm -hmm. help us set it up. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I almost want to, like, record this person so that they can show us, like, oh, if this happens, you can do this.
1: We can have them do one of those, like, step-by-step guides that I used to get for, like, uh, work and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I just... I need an expert, and it'll cost money, but it'll be worth it. The whole reason we are uploading this podcast a second week in a row is because if you listened last time, at the end of the podcast, I was supposed to end with a few Reddit stories, but we ran out of time. So now this is going to be us, or me, reading you some Reddit stories that I saved, and mm-hmm. And we're just going to be reacting to them and talking about them, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes. If people like it, we'll keep doing it. If not, we'll find something else to keep people entertained.
1: I'm very interested in this, because when we hear Reddit stories, we usually, like, come to the same conclusion, and we even, like, grow and expand on each other's opinion, and like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to, like, listen to, which, you know, it's a big list of favorite things to do with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, okay, so this one is um the subreddit, Type 1 Diabetes. So I was reading this one, and it was making me really effing mad.
1: Mm, I'm very curious, because you've um talked about this one a few times. Yeah. And you have not given me any clues, so I am very, very curious.
0: You, once I read this, you'll understand why I was so mad.
1: I'm sure. Because
0: knowing me, you'll know. Okay, anyways, here we go. I'm a 26-year-old type 1 diabetic who recently started my master's program two weeks ago. The program is over 10 hours away from home, and initially, my dad tried to convince me not to go, because of my health, in quotations, but eventually accepted that I wasn't going to turn down a full-ride scholarship just because I have diabetes, which you never should. I can't believe that this this guy was already trying to do that. Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Anyways,
0: we're, we're going to keep going. Some of the girls from my program invited me for ice cream, and I was ecstatic because I had been homesick and really uh, hoping to make friends. They didn't have any sugar-free options, so I got a kid-sized cup with no toppings. It still shot my blood sugar up. No biggie. I just took a correction dose when I got home. However, my dad has access to my Dexcom, so before I got home, I got a call from home asking why my blood sugar was so high. By the way, I'm going to intercede here. If you don't have type 1, you probably don't know what a Dexcom is. Mm-hmm. A Dexcom is a continuous glucose monitor. It's a little device that sticks onto your skin, and it will give you real-time results of what your blood sugar is, and it can send it to your phone. Yeah. So you can you can check your blood sugar at any moment. Norm- Before this, you would have to prick your fingers every hour or so. Yes. Like, I mean, I would. I was really anxious about like mm. always checking my sugars. But now I have it. I had it. Um, yes. This CGM or continuous glucose monitor, and I have the Dexcom. Yeah. So, anyways, here we go. However, my dad w- has access to my Dexcom, so before I got home, I got a call from, him, from home asking why my blood sugar was so high. When I told him I got ice cream, he flipped out on me for at least 20 minutes, accusing me of irresponsibility, saying I would end up in DKA, which means um, keto, diabetic ketoacidosis, which means that you're... Um, kidneys are shutting down because of high glucose in your blood telling me I'm in denial about being diabetic etc I am still beyond frustrated that this happened I rarely ever eat sweets but I don't deny myself experiences I would have had pre-diabetes if I would have gone out to get ice cream with friends pre-diagnosis I should be able to do that now and I'm not even saying I want to eat ice cream all the time just that I want to be able to enjoy it on special occasions I really want to show my dad that I appreciate the level of care he shows me about my autoimmune condition, but I also just want him to trust that I know what I'm doing and not make me feel bad about my eating habits." So this really triggered me because I I mentioned my stepdad. He was the most controlling, abusive person when I was growing up with type 1. He didn't understand, like he literally told me once, like I had gotten back from an endocrinology appointment and an endocrinologist is someone who specializes in diabetes, specifically type, well for me, for specifically for type 1. Um, I must have been 10 or 11, so this was like two or three years after I had been diagnosed. Um, so the endocrinologist had told me a specific thing that I needed to do and my stepdad would not hear it. Like when we got home, first of all, didn't go to the appointment. Okay. He we come he we come home. Me and my mom come home, and my mom tells him, he's like, "What are you doing? That's not how you're supposed to do it." And she's like, "Oh yeah, um, were you at the appointment today? Oh no, okay. Well then, shut the hell up." That's how my mom would talk to him because otherwise, like he he just w- he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So anyways, she. Um, She's like, this is how the endocrinologist wants us to do it from now on. And like I said, an endocrinologist goes to school and learns specifically about type 1 diabetes, but like all of diabetes, really. Mm. So anyways, he goes, I shit you not, he literally says this to me and my mom. He goes, what do they know? They're just a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Like, who the fuck says that? So ignorant.
1: Yeah. And when I was
0: first diagnosed, we had um, I had to go to a crash course, me and my parents. So my mom and my biological dad. We had to go to a three-day crash course on like, uh, and it was through the Barbara Davis Center in Denver, Colorado. So basically, we'd have to go at, we'd have to get there at like 7 a.m. And we wouldn't get out of there until after 5. But basically, it was literally teaching my parents how to care for me as a type one diabetic kid Mm -hmm. and like what that meant and like the science behind it. And it was really, it was really great. I mean, as a nine year old kid, I was so, first of all, I was so tired. I was so sick when I was diagnosed. I was about one day away from dying when, Mm -hmm. when I was diagnosed. My, my kidneys were like actively shutting down. Um, so those three days were really hard on me because first, like, I, I, I just remember them coming in with a diagnosis being like, "You have type 1 diabetes. I'm like, the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm only nine. I don't know what's going on. Then I had to go to these classes after being stuck in the hospital for three days and not not being able to eat. I wasn't able allowed to eat anything until my blood sugar had come down and I hadn't eaten anything in over two weeks because when you when you're basically what happens with type 1 is, your beta cells are attacked mm-hmm. and the beta cells are what create um insulin and i'm sure some science person is going to be like that's actually not correct actually it's <laughs> this <says." laughs> this is my understanding of it yes. it's an autoimmune disease so my my body sees the cells that create insulin as a threat to my immunity mm-hmm. to my immune system so it basically the cells are creating my insulin but then they're getting struck down and killed by my by an autoimmune response in my body so i have to inject insulin like outside insulin into my body every single day or i will die so when uh right before i was diagnosed I was really thirsty because my body had all of this excess glucose inside of there and didn't know what to do with it or where to put it. So mm. it just raised my blood sugar to the point where I was just... Ex- like There's thirsty and then there's what I was. It was like extreme thirst. Like at one point, um I went to McDonald's and they got me like a one of the biggest... Like, remember they could supersize? Yeah. So we definitely. supersized a... Um, just water because I couldn't eat anything because my blood sugar was so high. My body was like, girl, no, we need water. We need to like flush out the system. So I got like a super sized water and I drank it in less than 10 minutes. I was so thirsty, just so like never ending thirst. And then I was peeing on top of that every two seconds because of all of the water. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't eating. And I remember my parents just being like, what is wrong with you? Like, and, like as if I could answer that as a nine year old child, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I remember them getting angry at me. Like, why, why won't you eat? What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I wish I could eat.
1: Wait, it had been two weeks
0: at this point. point, two weeks. So I, I remember, you know, like when you're a kid and you know, um, so like for girls, at least for my, for my, or for for me, <laughs> I was like average as a kid. So if I was eight, I was a size eight, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, they have those sizes. Um, so I was a size eight at this point because I had just turned nine and I went down in two weeks. I had lost 20 pounds and I had gone down to a size six, which is what a kindergartner would be wearing
1: you've told me the story before I had I don't remember the you losing 20 pounds
0: part in two of it. weeks yeah
1: in two weeks you're...
0: because I was a I was a very active kid I was already pretty skinny before mm-hmm. this um I was like I was in dance like like competitive dance so I got a lot of exercise so I was already pretty skinny but this was like I remember looking at my stomach in the mirror at one point and being like oh it's it was literally like concave my stomach went inside. And I could see my ribs. It looked so bad.
1: Wait, so why did your parents wait so long? I don't remember that part of the story. Oh,
0: I just think it's not that they waited so long. They just were like, oh, she'll get better. Yeah. Which I understand. Like, I'm the only person in my family, in my family's history, that has ever had type 1. Yeah. Like, no one one on either side of my family has ever been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So So no one knew what was going on Mm. with me. And then the only reason my mom took me into the hospital the day that I went in is because I was at recess at, at school. School had just started. I was I was starting my fourth grade year, and I was just so exhausted and tired, and we were out at recess, and I just remember being like, I give up. And, like, I remember all of the, the teachers and all of my classmates being like, are you okay? Like, everyone was really concerned about me, especially my, my teacher, because you know how teachers in elementary school will be like, they'll be like, oh, who's in your class? Mm-hmm. So like my third grade teacher asked like, who's in your class? And he told, he told her me, me. And I guess I was like a warning kid because I had so much energy. I have ADHD. So as mm-hmm. a kid, I just had so much fucking energy. I was always talking to people. I was always loud. I was energetic and excited all the time and couldn't sit still. And so she warned him like, oh, you're probably gonna have some issues with her like, you know, being calm and being able to sit in her seat. So you might have to like let her get her jitters out, kind of thing. And he, I remember him like pulling me aside and being like, you're not the girl that I was warned about from your third grade teacher. Is everything okay? And everyone was like worried that I was like getting abused at home. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I was like, no, I'm fine. Like,
1: you were like, oh, I don't know
0: what's wrong.
1: You're like, oh, thank God, or just diabetes.
0: No, but at least we had an answer. Mm.
1: I was just saying, like, like they're all worried. And then they're like, they're, like, relieved that it's just diabetes. And you're like, no, this is still bad. No,
0: yeah. I, I do remember when they, like, because I thought it was something. I remember when I was diagnosed when they said, yes, we believe she has type 1. My mom just was, like, break, broke down into tears. And I'm like, why is she crying? Like, I thought it was, like, oh, it's something I can cure. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get over it. And then slowly through the course of that three-day crash course of learning about it, I'm like, oh, I'll have this the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And there's been a cure um, in the works since I've been diagnosed. So I don't see that happening anytime soon, Mm. unfortunately. But anyways, I'm so sorry. I went down a whole rabbit hole. No,
1: I think it's good that people know the background to this. Uh, I think this story sounds a little different than your stepdad, though, because this guy, yeah. I,
0: well, he. But the thing is, is he would have conversations with me like this, where he'd be mm. like, "You're in denial. Mm. You're stupid. You don't take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself better. Mm. And you need to do this and that." And he was so controlling. And if I if I had a high blood sugar, he would yell at me, like, and this would be me as a child into my adulthood where he would just yell at me and it's like you try having this fucking disease it's so hard being a pancreas for yourself is the hardest thing and like if you don't have it you don't understand what i have to go through every day even you as my partner like you see what i have to go through but you can't fully understand what like that this thing is on my mind 24 7 i don't get a day off i don't get sick days I don't get vacations. Like, this is a 24-7 thing that I have to think about and deal with for the rest of my life. And it sucks. So, yeah, this really triggered me. Because it was, like, the way that he was talking to her being like, ugh. Like... And then also trying to tell her, like, not to have normal a normal life, basically. he wa- It sounds to me like he has control issues. And he wants her to stay at home with him for yeah. the rest of her life.
1: See, that's what I was getting at. Because... I was surprised that it was for a master's program, because this sounds like something like, um, you know, empty nest feelings. Yeah. Like, she just went off to college. I'm assuming she went to college near home. Well,
0: she's 26, so she didn't just go off to college.
1: Okay. So she's probably, like, been at home for school yeah. and college and work, and she probably got this new opportunity. Yeah. And it was 10 hours away, and you're right. The father's probably been so, like, worried
0: no, it, like, that's, it's not what that, like, yes, he's worried, but he's being abusive. That is abuse. Well, Like, trying to get someone to, like, to basically not live a normal life. We can definitely live a normal life. We can do everything anyone else can do. We just have to have, we just have to, like, prepare a little bit more. Yeah. That's what makes me mad. Because whenever I talk to non-diabetics about my diabetes, they're like, they just are so ignorant about it. And it sounds like this guy is very ignorant. Like, that, the whole thing that really triggered me was him being like, why is your blood sugar high? Mm-hmm. Why did you go out and have ice? Like, you can have ice cream. you Like, you can take the amount of insulin you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she could have had a regular cup of ice cream, too. She should have brought her insulin with her mm-hmm. and just done it on the spot. While she was eating it. Made that correction. Made the correction before so that her blood sugar didn't spike. But those are things you learn over time. I don't know when she was diagnosed. Some people are diagnosed like later in their teens. Some people are diagnosed in their early 20s. Um, so.
1: Well, it seems to me like if he keeps doing this, he's, you know, there's going to be consequences. Like she doesn't have to put him on like the app that he can oh yeah tell.
0: see that then I was looking at some of the comments and they were basically like girl you are 26 years old take him off of your like why does he have access to your dexcom first of all
1: I mean also if she's 26 then that means she's off of his insurance
0: yeah she has her own insurance now right. everything so like I I can't even imagine I would not give control to to either uh, any of my parents mm-hmm. on my dexcom that's none of their business yeah you, on the other hand I would because I live with you and I would like you to be able to check in or if if I get a low and I don't hear it you get you'll yeah. be getting like a an up, a, like a thing or a, sorry an alarm on your phone so that you can contact me or contact the police if, if need be
1: well it's something that we can work on together there's nothing you can really do 10 hours away
0: yeah I, I get that he wants to make sure she's okay but the way that he's doing it is abusive Yeah. And basically telling her, like, you are so irresponsible. Like, he... uh, It sounds so narcissistic to me. Yeah. Because basically what narcissists do is they try to make you believe that you will never be able to live without them and their guidance. And that's what it sounds like to me.
1: Yeah. Because he was even encouraging her not to go before she even left. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And... Like, how dare you tell your child to put off their future for something that can definitely be lived with like she can live with this just fine
1: yeah and she has been for 26 years or i don't know we don't know but for how long she's been diagnosed
0: it sounds to me like she might have been diagnosed a little bit
1: later Later. yeah so she's still
0: learning which is like obviously fine but like he had as a parent your priority is yes to keep your child safe but once they get out of the nest once they grow up and they're on their own like it is their responsibility to take care of themselves. Yeah, you gotta treat and people, figure it out.
1: You gotta treat people like adults. Like you don't mm-hmm. just go off and start accusing. You'd be like, why'd that happen? And what was he like,
0: expecting her to do? Just stay at home with him for the rest of her life, and and then just be in a jail cell, basically.
1: I mean, yeah, I think he expected her to, you know, uh, put her meals out the door, and then get the new meals in, and then like, yeah, just live uh, man the iron mask style yeah. for the rest of her life.
0: Uh, so I mean, she I did. Think res- that's Sorry,
1: the only way- oh, I was just saying. I think that's just the only way he can feel in control, which is very narcissistic. To have direct control over somebody and need that direct control mm-hmm. because if you can't trust your twenty six year old daughter, it's more about you than them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it, and like, it sounds to me like he's trying to take charge mm-hmm. and control her diabetes and that is not something that anyone besides the person who has it can do yeah it's just it's manipulative it's abusive and he needs to he either needs to stop it or he's out of her life
1: yeah and he's gonna find himself out of her life yeah well i mean
0: like it kind of made me a little worried when she was like i just want to show him i appreciate his level of care girl no what, why?
1: Well, that that had like a little bit of like, you know, she was trying to see his side and like not be so what yeah. um, sort of well,
0: you make excuses for like I I made so many excuses for my narcissistic stepfather growing up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you get so bogged down and dragged into their line of thinking, so like. A lot of what I'm scared of today really stems from my childhood because of how demanding and manipulative my stepdad was to me. Like, I I don't believe that I can do anything. And a lot of it has to do with because he he made me believe that I could never do anything right. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds to me like she has never, like, seen another perspective because she, I think she got thrown into allowing him to take care of her because of her type one. And so now he sees it as a tool to manipulate her and control her.
1: And, like, I don't think he'd even feel any better that it was for her making friends. Because he seems like that type of a person where it's like, you're making friends? Yeah. Those friends aren't me? Mm-hmm. Like, he needs to let go. Yeah. And take a good hard look at himself, honestly.
0: So, I was looking at some of the responses and pretty much everyone is like, girl, you are not, like... Basically kind of saying what I was saying, where they're like, he sounds really manipulative and controlling, and maybe you should have a friend that you trust, like take him off of your Dexcom and give like a friend access to it, so that way someone is looking at it, because she's single, I guess, Mm. and she's like, she was saying like, you know, it just makes me feel comfortable with having someone um, being able to view it, which I get, I totally understand, but yeah, I think she should find someone else that she can trust and that's not going to judge her the way that he has been.
1: Yeah, that's part of, like, moving out. Mm -hmm. Because, like, um, I remember, like, my emergency contact was my parents for, like, a long time. Because they were either an hour away or, like, I lived right by them or lived with them here. And then when I moved out to Colorado, I had to make sure that it was one of my friends. Because it made no sense for my emergency contact to be thousands of miles away.
0: And now it's me. And now it's you. Yay! Yeah, you're she, my emergency contact, too. Yeah. I remember when I had to take my mom as off as my emergency contact, I was, like, really sad. Because, you know, yeah, she lives thousands of miles away from me now. Yeah. And I was like, ooh.
1: Uh. Like, what's this guy going to do when she starts, like, you know, growing up and having a life? Well,
0: she, yeah. Well, so, so she already does. Well,
1: she already does, yeah. You know? But so I mean, like, I'm
0: glad that she went. That's all I'm going to Major
1: life events.
0: Okay, so I think we're going to stop there with this one. Um, we discussed it, and I went into too much detail about... No, no such thing. Okay. Um, I think it's a really... Like, it's a good thing to learn about type 1, because... Of course. Me- a lot more people are getting it nowadays. They're actually saying it's, like, a problem. Yeah? Um. Yeah. Uh, type 1? Yeah, it's actually becoming more prevalent.
1: I know type 2, like, exploded in, like, the No, type 2000s.
0: 2 is so... Okay. It's so different. This yeah. is something I'm going to put out there. Type one and type two shouldn't even be in the same category. Yes, it has to do with your insulin, but type one diabetes is an autoimmune disease. It is not something that can be cured. Type two is something that is self inflicted from overeating, not exercising, not being healthy, or being of old age.
1: Or I mean it's or also Or it could
0: be genetic. It is genetic but in a lot of cases. I will say. If it's genetic and you take care of yourself, you can get rid of it. Yeah. You have to properly take care of yourself, though.
1: I mean, yeah. But, but
0: anyways, it can be cured. So if you if you change your lifestyle, you can cure your type two. I will never be able to cure my type one. It is not. It's it's something that my body is attacking at all times, no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. So when people get those confused with each other, it makes me so angry.
1: Did I ever tell you about the first time I heard? About diabetes. It was type 2 diabetes. Uh, so it was this old Raiders player who was famous for hitting a guy so hard he put him in a wheelchair. And then his type 2 diabetes, he got type 2 diabetes because he did not take care of himself. Yeah, I mean, I he, get it. He was, you know, yeah. that's
0: like, that's a big hit to your um, mental health.
1: You know, he was of age in like the 70s and mm-hmm. stuff like that. When like, it wasn't really thought of to take care of yourself in that certain way. And, you know, as he got older and older, he, you know, stopped being active, he stopped playing, Mm -hmm. and so he got type 2, and people were pretty mean to him because he had type 2, he ended up having to get his leg amputated, and he ended up in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, and they really... had no sympathy for him, which is really fucked up. Well, people didn't really know a lot about diabetes type 1 or 2 back Mm -hmm. in the 1900s at all.
1: I mean, yeah, well, before insulin, you would die like 21 or 22, right?
0: Yeah no you would you would die within two months of your body having the response but, but i mean, like i'm saying like age. yeah yeah but i'm saying like um even after the um invention of synthetic insulin mm-hmm. a, in 1922 like the way that they would take care of type one like is crazy it's not anything how we do it nowadays mm-hmm. so the fact that some of these people are still alive Like, there's people that are on my um, Facebook group that are like, I am 90 years old and I've had type 1 since 19, I don't know, 53 or whatever. And back in those days, like, it was just so different how you would take care of yourself. And like, there was no such thing as carb ratio. So for me, like, if I I eat anything that has 8 or more carbs, my carb ratio is 8 to 1. So Mm -hmm. 8 carbs equals 1 one unit of insulin that I have to correct with. Mm-hmm. Back then it was just like, it was like a sliding scale. So you would take insulin twice a day or like you wouldn't take it with meals the way that you do now. It, it, it's changed so much over the last a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, But anyways, let's, let's, let's stop it now because okay. um, I can go on for days about this. And I did a research project on it in college in one of my like creative writing classes and that's why i'm so that's why i know so much about it because i had to research i basically my um my research paper basically argued that type 1 and type 2 diabetes should not be considered they shouldn't be called even the same thing
1: it sounds like it i mean they they both seem to have to do with like insulin creation so right
0: well type 2 is when your body over exerts itself yeah it so it doesn't have enough insulin your body is still creating insulin but it's not enough to counteract the calories and the sugars that are in
1: because your body's been using it's
0: been over exerted right it basically is like tired
1: but it's, it's like any type
0: one it's getting created and then immediately like we don't have our own insulin at all yeah it's basically shut like it's basically killed by mm-hmm. by our immune cells.
1: Yeah, which is different because type 2 seems like it's something like cirrhosis of the liver Pretty or much, yeah. heart disease. It's just overused. Yeah, this organ has been overused over yes. a lifetime, which has a lot to do with public health, which America is not yeah. even close to. That's another to thing. That.
0: Like, the healthcare system with type 1 diabetes is fucking abysmal. That's all I will say. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> all right. Okay, are you ready for this next one? Yes. Okay. This is the subreddit Am I the asshole? Mm. Am I the asshole for wanting to cancel the party that my husband is throwing for his best friend?
1: Okay, Off to okay. an interesting start. Could go either way.
0: Yes. I, 28 female, and my husband, 30 male, have been dating for 3 years and married for 2. Recently, we have bought a house together to start a family. It has a beautiful garden and is overall quite spacious. My husband, let's let's call him Paul, and his best friend Ethan, Have known each other since elementary school and are very close. Ethan hadn't had any relationships during the whole time that I have known him. Apparently, this is quite rough on him, so my husband decided that he would host a party for him at our house and asked me to invite all the single girlfriends, and they were to invite their single friends as well.
1: All the single ladies?
0: All the single ladies. (laughs) To be honest, I really did not want to have a party in our home, especially with me being seven months pregnant. But I relented and said fine because I thought it would be fun to meet my friends and get my mind off of things. We chose a date for the party and invited our friends. An estimated amount of around 30 people, mostly women, would be attending. Even though I am pregnant and cannot drink, I offered my husband that I could be making cocktails for the guests, as this is something that I think is fun and I like making mocktails for myself as well. He kind of looked at me weird and said, well, who else would be making them? Which threw me off a bit as this was his event and not mine. I took a moment to ask him if he had, call, had called a caterer or how he would be feeding the guests, to which he gave, he gave me a look and replied by saying, I thought you were cooking.
1: For 30 people?
0: I was sure I wasn't hearing clearly, so I asked him again and got the same <laughs> answer as before. <laughs> I told him that there was absolutely no way I was going to feed 30 plus people and that he should either order food or make it himself. He told me that he was too busy with party planning and work and had no time and that I should be the one making appetizers instead, as people would be mostly drinking anyways. I told him that I would not be doing that as my pregnancy has been hard on me and I didn't think I had it in me. He told me to just try and I said no and he told me that he should call a K- Sorry. I said no and told him that he should call catering before it was too late. Fast forward two weeks and he has not called catering and told me that I had to make the appetizers as it was too late now anyway. It made me incredibly upset and I told him that I was going to be canceling the party because at this point it was stressing me out too much. He called me selfish and told me to quit being such an asshole and to just do something nice for his friend who was struggling. I do feel bad for lashing out on my husband, and I wonder if I over-exaggerated. Am I the asshole?
1: Okay, let's be honest. This thing ended at seven months pregnant. Soon as she said seven months pregnant, there's... She can't be the asshole. Like, nobody wants to have a party when they're seven months pregnant. Nobody... Like, is this guy out of his mind? This almost sounds fake. This almost sounds like one of those ones that's too hyped up. I don't think so. I, see...
0: This one is, doesn't sound fake to me.
1: This is another one where it almost needed to be fake for the goodness of my soul.
0: I know, seriously. Cause like uh, the amount of men that don't understand what a woman goes through when she's pregnant, and I've I I have never been pregnant, you know, but I when I did get my periods before I got my IUD, they were excruciatingly painful. Which is why I'm on my the birth control that I'm on now. But I can't imagine having something growing inside of you, and she said in the post, like, she's had a really hard pregnancy, and obviously as a partner, he should have seen that, recognized that, and been like, don't worry, I'll, you know, like, just help me, like, as a partner, she could just help him, you know, with, you know, getting people, getting the house ready at least, or, you know what I mean, like, like... like, together, not her getting the house ready by cleaning everything, but like. She could help in some way where she could be like, oh, you know, I'll make sure the dishes are clean. Or
1: She already helped by just agreeing to have this party, if I'm being honest. This is absolute insanity to me. Yeah. Like, um, I wouldn't ask you to cook for 30 people now. I know you wouldn't. Not pregnant. Which is
0: why I'm married to you, honey. Like,
1: if we're going to cook for 30 people, we're opening up a restaurant.
0: It sounds to me like this is the first time that they've ever had, like... To communicate, like, they, it sounds like they don't have open communication in this marriage, which is very concerning. You and I are overly communicative, which I think is very important. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to read this, because I was like, the fact that he was just, like, assuming that she was going to be...
1: Babe, babe, I need to get my friend led, Bed, But, you like, good with that,
0: I wonder how many times this has been an issue in the past with him, where he just assumes that she's going to do something because she's a woman. like, you're the woman, you cook.
1: I assume you were going to cook? Yeah.
0: And then also the whole, like, you're making the cocktails for everyone when you can't drink any of them. Uh,
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought you were going to be bartender and chef.
0: And let's not forget the fact that they wanted to have, they wanted to throw, or he wanted to throw a party for his single friend and was like, only invite your single friends. Do these women know what their intentions are with this party? (laughs) That they're, that they're trying to be set up with some weirdo? Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm like that initially. I thought that was gonna be the, the point of the argument. Was like, yeah, hey, my friend's uh, lonely and horny. You got oh, single friends, yeah. right? Gross. It's fucking wild. Honestly, you say lack of communication. I honestly think this guy's a fucking moron. They've been together for as long as we have, three years. Yes. They they did it the but inverse of us where they were they did together. where they
0: got they got married after a year.
1: Yeah. See that Yikes. second year is all okay, about the so, communication.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, so here's, uh, Some I wanted comments. to redo this comment. Info, do all the women that you invited know that the, what the true intentions of this party are? Because if you're just inviting your friends to be picked over like produce at a grocery store and they have <laughs> no idea, I'd be pretty mad at you if I were one of your single friends. And then OP said, when my husband first brought this party up, the thought behind it did make me feel a bit icky, but my emotions are all over the place at the moment. So I don't really trust myself. My friends all know that this is a party for singles I have mentioned Ethan to those to my close girlfriends but since they invited their friends too I don't know how much went through to them there will be other single guys there that my husband invited so far he told me some of the names of men who will be there but mostly he just told me that if so and so has time they will come some of my friends have also asked if they could bring their guy friends To which I said yes, but I am unsure of how many of those will actually be attending.
1: This party list is just growing and growing.
0: So, the... What do you think the... Well, actually, I'm not going to... I'm not going
1: to... Do the vote. What the vote said? It
0: actually said not enough info. So, it, it hasn't been determined whether she's the asshole or not. And I think it's because of that gray area where she's, like, throwing this party for a... For a person and like what that woman was saying like, Ooh. do they know that they're just being looked at like produce at a grocery store? It
1: wasn't her idea. I mean
0: but uh, but she it sounds to me like she didn't like she said, oh I mentioned it to them that he was single. but I don't think she really gave them like my husband thinks it's a good idea for you to come because you're single. He wants to know if you guys but, like he he wants he wants to set one of you guys up with him.
1: I, this seems like a long way just to be like, hey, do you want to go on a double date with our friend? No, really. Like, no, I want you to invite all the women and line and the them up. the fact
0: that it's like a bunch of single women mm-hmm. and one dude. I mean, now there's more multiple dudes, but like in the beginning, it was all for his one single friend,
1: okay. his best
0: friend. And it's like. It's like the fucking Bachelor. (laughs) I was just about to say,
1: imagine this turns into just a straight Bachelor. Oh my god. Where, like, she is, like, the one who's setting it all up, and he gets to be, like, Jesse Palmer being like, so, uh, Ethan, it's time to make your decision.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who will be getting a rose? And
1: all the women are just, like, confused, like, Rose, what what is going on? I did not sign up for a Bachelor. And then, like, yeah, they're all just standing around, and then he's like... Please go to the decision room. And they are just so confused. Half of them leave. And then he's like... Yeah. Fine, then.
0: What do you mean? He reminds me of the the guy friends I had in high school that I was like... In high school, you know, you you kind of just, like, deal with things. And you're like... At least back then, I grew up in a very, like... I don't know. White.
1: Misogynistic.
0: Misogynistic.
1: Kind of spot. Sub, like, the suburbs.
0: The suburbs, yeah. You can yeah. just
1: say the suburbs. No, and I, all yeah. those things follow along. So it was
0: like... It was just like whitewash USA, mm-hmm. um bunch of people that were super ignorant to anything to do with but the, but themselves and their white privilege. And so, uh, like, you know, obviously the boys that I grew up with had grown up in a little bubble, and so they would say these horrible things about women and objectify them, and I, you know, not knowing anything else in my tiny little bubble growing up, I was just like... I mean, I remember feeling icky about it, but then I was just like, well, that's just how boys are. Let's let boys be boys. And now I am so infuriated by that saying. Like, no, 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 no. No. Like, that, that is not something that we should live by. Like, oh, just let them objectify women. Who does it hurt?
1: Boys will be boys. No. <sighs>
0: if we have a boy, if, if we, when we have a child and we, if we have a boy, I am not raising him to to believe that, and I'm going to make sure that he, like, if he does anything that I deem as disrespectful to women, he's going to get an earful. Yeah,
1: you're going to give him the lecture? Fuck yeah, and you better too. Well, of course I'm going to give him the lecture. We're going to give it to him together.
0: Yeah, because I'm not going to raise a little piece of shit tyrant who just thinks that women owe him things just because.
1: Yeah, which I think sounds like these two guys. These two guys seem like they've grown up together since, like, elementary school and that this is the first girl this the husband is actually like light liked, liked mm-hmm. but he still hasn't grown up and honestly i think and
0: who knows what that what their locker room talk is still well, like you know what i mean well
1: that's what i'm saying i think this is going to be like i think this is going to continue and it's going to end up being like hey that guy probably can't hang around here anymore yeah you're not a good dude when he's around you asked yeah. me to bartend and cook when i'm seven months pregnant like a fucking psychopath
0: See, my, who my, um, does that? My ex had a, uh, a best friend who was just like that, who would always tell the, tell us the same thing. We're like, oh, tell Doriel to invite all of her, her friends. And he was super misogynistic, super abusive. I I never liked, I did not like him. And, like, the fact that he was friends with him for so long really made um, me upset. Like, it, it, it don't, it, like, honestly, a lot of the reason why we aren't together today is because of the friendships that he decided to, to choose, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it was, like, they make me uncomfortable. Yeah. They're rude to me. They put me down. Yeah. They say horrible things about other women. And that should be enough. That should definitely be enough. And, like, hey, he just, like, all, like, we've mentioned it, all of his friends were from high school. Yeah. You know? So they just... It's, it was like they, they had never grown out of that. I
1: mean, it was almost 10 years on mm-hmm. from high school. Yeah. And like, I just, the way you describe them, kind of like the way they dressed, the way they acted, the, their interests were like high school boys.
0: No, they really were. They
1: did not seem, because why would you? If mm-hmm. you're comfortable in that situation and things make you happy in that situation and yeah. there's no one to come along to tell you to grow up, why would you? Exactly. But I'm just shocked by what this friend thought was going to happen. Didn't. She literally think that, like, uh, the women are going to come and be like, oh, hey, uh, she told me about you. She told me you were looking for someone about this party. And she's going to be like...
0: (laughs) 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 All right, so speaking of misogynistic behavior, here's our next one. Yay! Am I the asshole for asking my friend if she's pregnant?
1: Interesting.
0: My male 25 friend, female 23 usually goes to the gym regularly and parties a lot. Lately, I've noticed that she stopped drinking entirely, same as smoking, and has stopped heavy lifting and going to the gym as regularly as she used to. On top of that, she'll often excuse herself to go to the toilet, presumably to throw up, and I've noticed that she's gotten thicker and watery.
1: Presumably? I, okay. What? What's
0: no, I. what is watery? Watery. Don't get me wrong. I'm not jabbing her looks. It's just... It's just oh, it's just that I've noticed. Her chest has also noticeably grown.
1: <laughs> Who's noticing?
0: What kind of friend notices that? When we were out the other week and I noticed she didn't even touch her Red Bull, I asked her to the side to give and to have a private conversation and asked her if she's pregnant. She immediately flipped out and denied it. Right after that she went home and I covered for her when the group asked me why she went home. I texted her later that same night, if I overstepped and she simply replied, you literally called me fat, douchebag. I never, I never did say such a thing, but I simply let her be instead of arguing. Today, my, sorry, today another friend told me she indeed is pregnant and I don't know what to make of her reaction towards me when I asked her in a four-eye conversation.
1: Four-eye? I guess
0: eye to eye. Four-eye? I've never heard of that. I, I'm, I think this person's from another country.
1: They sound Britishy.
0: Yeah, they do. Am I the asshole? Edit. For those curious, when I asked her, I verbatim said, I noticed you've been excusing yourself pretty often lately and are avoiding some things. Could it be that you are pregnant? Could it be? Another edit. Well, this post was a waste of time, except you don't do that, which is most of the replies. There has been little actual useful <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Why is it not socially acceptable to ask a close friend a normal question in a private setting? It's none of your business like it's that if that's the energy you could pr- uh, you could apply that to any question ever. It's a simple yes or no comment thing. Are we in the 1950s still? Oh my God, there's an update
1: and more updates Are Yeah.
0: She messaged me and we met up during lunch break. She apologized for overreacting and I apologized for if my question was intrusive. We came to the conclusion that my question wasn't intrusive and neither did she overreact. She told me she's two months pregnant and didn't think anyone had noticed. She was keeping it a secret, at least to the guy circle of the group, because she was afraid of being called a whore. Fucked up. That's why she re- uh, freaked out when I asked her, and it's also why she tried to deflect by saying I called her fat. I reassured her that nobody would think she's a whore, especially not in our group. We are all very supportive and are looking forward to doing our best in helping out helping her out the following months. I also showed her this post, and she said she had a good laugh at some of the way the way overboard comments. Oh, the way overboard you're the asshole comments. Especially the one that called me a pervert. Yeah. You're looking at her chest, buddy.
1: Yeah. Don't look
0: at her boobs and say that.
1: Yeah. This, like,
0: yeah, that really should have been left out. Don't be like, oh, yeah, also I was checking out them titties. and <laughs> <laughs> They're looking more tittier than usual. Those
1: titties look like mommy milkers. <laughs> so I was just going to inquire, okay. hey, does mommy Milky? Does mommy, <laughs> is mommy making milky? <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, she also said many of them put forward valid points, but that they, in most cases, rather concern strangers and not close friends you've shared big things with before, though. So after all, I retract my second edit, and I'm actually happy with how this turned out, especially after receiving more useful feedback from the point I made the second edit on. Some of y'all really got too hurt over edit two, though, LMAO. Okay, so he was declared the asshole. And I agree. I think that. Another pregnancy like, one. So, like, there's a way. There is a way to ask if someone is pregnant. I do think that it was nice that he took her aside and didn't ask her in front of everyone. Yeah. Like, that would be blatantly fucked up.
1: Yeah. That would to be, be like, awful. hey,
0: noticed you're getting kind of chubby. Like, what does watery mean? <laughs>
1: what getting, does he mean
0: by watery?
1: You're getting, like, watery. Like, when I poke you, water squirts out of you.
0: I think it could be like... I think I was reading some of the comments. and like, does watery mean she's crying more? Yeah. Like getting more emotional? Or does it mean that she's putting on water weight? Like, th- what does that mean? I
1: think he meant water weight. Because a lot of those comments are all about her looks.
0: They were. That was the other thing. Yeah. It's like... Why are you looking at her under... Like, I understand the behavior change. The behavioral change. Mm-hmm. But to, to be like... Oh yeah, her body wasn't pleasing to me the way it used to be, but except for one way, her those mommy milkers. (laughs) Like, it's just weird to me. Like, you don't, you don't point out, like, it's just not something you do. As a man, you do not point out women's bodies. Like,
1: my hot friend isn't hot anymore except for her yams. What's going on? Also,
0: wait for her to tell you.
1: Why do you need to know?
0: She obviously didn't want to tell you at the moment. And, like, yes, maybe you're close friends. Well, it sounds to me like he really cares about her, which is fine. But honestly, a female. Let's see. Okay. So, I actually have a really great example of this. I had a friend who completely hid a pregnancy from the whole friend group for six months.
1: That's great. That's
0: wild. She was tiny as it is. Mm -hmm. So, like, but I noticed one night we were like, while we were all hanging out, and I noticed that she. Uh, like while she was still like slender and t- and tiny mm-hmm. she only gained and the, it was a perfect belly yeah like pr- it was very pregnant yeah but she it's was wearing months. she was wearing like a big oversized t-shirt mm-hmm. and I, I was like you don't just gain weight in your belly mm-hmm. like perfectly round by the way yeah I'm like you don't just gain weight that way You know what I mean? If you're going to gain weight, it's going to be in other... You're going to see it in the face. You're going to see it in the arms, in the in yeah other extremities, you know? So I was just like, hmm. But did I pull her aside and go, um, are you pregnant? No, because it's none of my fucking business. Like, yes, we were good friends, but I had... That was like... Obviously, she didn't tell us for a reason. Mm -hmm. There was a reason that she didn't tell us what was going on. Yeah. And she wanted to hide it from us. So I left it alone. And then, not even like two or three days later, we hung out with them just, just like the it was like a double date kind of thing. Yeah. The guys went off on their own, and her and I were sitting in their apartment. And she goes, "Hey, so I have to tell you, like, I'm six months pregnant, and I, pre- you were like, I had to what? do, I had to pull, yeah, oh, I, I was, what? I really should have gotten an Oscar. I was like, <laughs> you <laughs> pregnant? How did no. you?" Don't say! I
1: had no idea. I just idea. thought
0: that you ate a lot of watermelon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and hid but, it underneath your shirt.
0: But also, like, the reason she was hiding it is because she she didn't know if she wanted to stay with her partner. Mm-hmm. And it's the partner, um, the guy was, was my ex's best friend who I really didn't like. Oh. He was abusive and this is just one of, really shitty.
1: This is one of his... Business.
0: yes and um they also decided that they were going to give it up for adoption because okay. they just weren't ready to be parents and i really ex- i really thought what they did was well she made the decision because mm. i remember like when we finally talked about it with the the guy he was like oh i don't think it's a good idea to give it up for adoption i'm like you have you have another child out there that you do not see do you really think that you should be bringing another one into this world i
1: wanted to redo
0: yeah, that, that's what it felt like. But also, like, they were on the rocks. Having a baby does not save a relationship. And they broke up pretty much right after she gave birth. Yeah. So, it like, thank goodness they didn't stay together for that kid.
1: But that's the thing. There's a multitude of reasons why somebody wouldn't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't know if they want to keep it. Maybe they don't know who the father is. Maybe they, there's, like, a million reasons why do I want to keep it quiet? Yeah. So many of these you the asshole things could be solved if people just learn to shut the fuck up.
0: Yep. And like, just like, you know, if they want to talk to you, they will. Mm-hmm. And then if they decide not to talk to you, maybe you should sit down with them and be like, hey, are we okay? As like a friend, like, are we okay? Is there something that I've yeah. done or, you know what I mean? Like you, that's, that's an opportunity for you to fix whatever you think might be wrong in your relationship. It's all about communication. It all comes back to communication. And also, like, staying in your fucking lane. Also, like, if a guy friend did that to me, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have said, like, you think I'm fat. I would have just been like, why are you keeping tabs on me, dude? Yeah. Like, stop.
1: Oh, my God. Imagine if he has the period chart.
0: Oh, God. I saw
1: that you missed the seventh.
0: Mm. Yeah, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Especially because it sounds to me like this guy's a cisgendered,
1: like, yeah.
0: hetero man. If it was a if it was a, a a gay friend, I think I'd still be a little like, why are you looking at my body? Like, leave me alone. It, but even if it was a woman friend of mine, yeah, I'd be like, you, sh- you of all people should know that when I when I'm ready, I will tell you.
1: This is like that. This is just a huge fucking thing in the miso- in like um, misogyny. And women being pregnant. It's like women's purpose is to be broodmares. Like, oh, you think old Betsy's pregnant? Let's go over there. Her udders are getting bigger. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like like one of your calves might be pregnant. So you got to go and find out. Not like certain a f- men, yes. Well, it seems like there's a little influence on this guy. Because he's like, huh, she's changed body shape. Let me go investigate.
0: None of your goddamn business, bud.
1: Yeah.
0: Listen, I understand that you came from, you know, a place of, like, caring and you love your friend, but I hope that he learned, next time, you wait for them to tell you. Yeah. Because it's it's her fucking body, her choice, her life.
1: There's also clues in there, like, she was afraid she'd get called a whore.
0: Right, what does that mean? And
1: that guy was like, not our friends, no, 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 like, clearly your friends, yeah. Yeah. That fear probably didn't come from nowhere. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, she, she said especially the guy friends. Mm-hmm. She told all the girlfriends.
1: She was keeping it from the guy she, friends. Yeah.
0: And, like, why, like, that that notion doesn't just come from nowhere. Oh, my gosh. You know? Like, thank goodness it, it does say, like, everyone reacted really well and they all want to, like, help out in any way they can. Yeah. But, like, you know, it could have gone completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that she even had that second thought is, like, what does that tell you?
1: Well, I bet her friends are trying to throw a party for their one friend, so invite all the single girls, and make their other pregnant friend cook oh for them. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. Yeah, so... Ugh.
0: That that one was a doozy. There's a
1: lot of grossness in that one. Yeah. There's a lot of grossness in those last two.
0: Yeah, there was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the type one, one just, it hits me different because I have to deal with that disease and I've had to deal with a parent, a very domineering parent who is very similar. Um, and I do not talk to him anymore. He is out of my life. Yeah. For good reason.
1: Just all these are communication stories. Yep. Communicate and establish boundaries and feel free to cut people out of your life. Not the worst thing.
0: Just reminds me of like when I first got hired at my last toxic place. I asked my boss in the interview, like, what kind of communicator are you? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm an over communicator. Um, yeah, no.
1: Well, that's another narcissistic behavior thing. Like, I'm the bestest at everything. Mm -hmm. What kind of communicator? I'm the greatest communicator you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, the amount of times he was like, sorry if I'm over-communicating. I'm like, well, this is the first time I've heard of this. Mm -hmm. So you're definitely not. Um, Also, you're assuming a lot here. You know? Like, um, no. (laughs) You're not over-communicating in any way, shape, or form.
1: I feel like narcissistic people also do this thing where, like, uh, they'll get their information information. From people who are like people say I'm a great communicator, but what they're doing is is that they're saying they're a great communicator and they're finding people to agree with them and they're like yeah see everyone says I'm a great communicator. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure my stepdad would say he's a wonderful uh, communicator. I feel so bad for the people that he has to work with, because he's a boss like he's the director of his department where he works, and I feel I'm I'm like when I was dealing with my ex boss mm-hmm. who is a narc, I was like. Oh God! I, this must be what people feel like with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I I I remember um, when during like the height of COVID, um, I had to live with my stepdad after my my um, breakup because you know I I was also paying I had to pay for the gap in mm-hmm. rent for him and I couldn't afford it. Um, and I remember uh, I had to work. We, we, we both had to like share an office okay at one point and i were he would have like daily meetings with his team and the way that he would talk to them was so like disrespectful and like mm-hmm. sne- sneering at them making fun of them yeah and being like and then he would get off the calls and be like oh god they're so stupid they're so dumb and i'm like Like, they know what you feel about them. You even, like, I didn't even have, just because of how you were talking to them, they know for sure that you think that about them.
1: Yeah. They, they, and
0: you could also tell that they all, like, had banded together as a group. Because, like, the way that they would talk to him, like, individually, but also as a group was, like, oh, they hate him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they just put up with him.
1: Yeah. He's the boss that everybody has, like, their own group chat to talk about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. For
0: sure they do. Because he just says some ignorant shit about the worst things.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what generation he's part of. Oh, God. We're not going to talk about
0: <laughs> that. <laughs> Anyways, um, if y'all liked this, we're, I would love to do this, but I know a lot yeah. of other people do this, so I don't know if it's like old hat or whatever. We but could
1: focus on that type one.
0: Well, we could do that. I think it'd be fun just to go on different subreddits and talk yeah. about them. But like, if y'all like it, and want us to continue, we will let us know on our socials. Um, follow us on Instagram at that one couple podcast. Um, we have a TikTok now. Yay! And it's it's doing all right. Like yeah. I've uploaded two videos um, so far, and so far I've gotten like seven hundred people to look at our account. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty great, you know. Um, we will. I will persevere. On this freaking audio business, I'm going to figure this <laughs> goddamn thing out.
1: I say we make it all the way to the top with just this little microphone.
0: I mean, honestly, if we could do that, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but no, I really, I love, like, I love it when a podcast has, like, crisp, clean audio. Yeah. And you don't have to, like, turn it up all the way because you're like, hey! And I feel like that's how we are right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it does make a difference, but honestly... I think you and me we could make it work.
0: Yeah. All right, well thank you so much for listening. Um let us know if you like this and we'll make this a regular thing, like maybe like once a month. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Um and then I think we're going to do our next regular pod regular scheduled podcast will be next Tuesday. Yeah. All right, thanks Back for listening.
1: It. Thank you all. Have a great day.
0: Do something nice for someone. Boy.
1: Boy.